Welcome to Scale Your Business Radio with your hosts, David Finkel and Jeff Hoffman. We're joined by my co-author and co-host, Jeff Hoffman, here on Scale Your Business Radio. Each week, we share ideas and strategies to grow your business and get your life back, giving you a proven roadmap for growing your business, but also gaining more personal freedom through sound systems and power team and intelligent internal controls that allow you to work less and get your business to produce more. And so today we're going to start off, Jeff, talking about this idea of the business mentors who have helped you grow as a business person into the ability to, to what you can do now in terms of scaling a company. I mean, the first time you, you go back and look back in the days when you grew your first company, CTI, and no one showed you how to do that. You early on didn't have the knowledge, but you figured it out along the way using input from other people. For me, Mentor Financial was one of the early companies I scaled and sold myself. I just want to have us talking for a moment. Who are some of the people that were your business mentors, and what were some of the bottom line best lessons they taught you, and how might this apply to another business owner who's listening today to scale? So, uh, you know, one of, of I can tell you two stories of business mentors uh, who just taught me invaluable things I just didn't know because I didn't have the experience. I hadn't done it. One of them, for example, was a uh, mentor. This gentleman's name was Barney. Um, I was negotiating deals in my as a business owner, but without a lot of experience negotiating because what had you been before you started a business or owned one, you were an employee, and I didn't negotiate the deals. And one of the days, for example, he taught me the whole leverage principle, and I didn't understand. He actually offered to come with me to a meeting, and in the meeting he turned and whispered to me, Let's get up and walk out. And I said, are you nuts? I need this deal. And he said, let's get up and walk out. And I was terrified, David. I would have never thought of that and never would have done it. And I trusted him. And I got up and I figured out to follow his lead. And I said, look, this just isn't working. It's all right. We'll work with another partner. And I walked out. And I thought I just made the biggest mistake of my life. Uh, and like I said, I never would have thought of that to do that. Or to do that. And while we were outside... He said to me that if people in a business deal don't believe you would ever walk, you have no leverage. You will never get your deal done, any of your terms, if they know you're not leaving anyway. They'll just wait you out. And when he told me that, we went outside. I thought we'd blown this giant deal. And they came out and said, well, well, no, 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 wait. We don't want you to leave. And they said, we'll we'll meet you guys. We'll do your terms because we don't want this deal. We don't want you to walk away. And we got the whole deal not even the meat in the middle our way, by walking away, it was a lesson I would not have learned or tried on my own, but he'd been cutting deals his whole life, and he taught me about leverage in a business negotiation. I can imagine that for you, it was really you're trusting his faith when you didn't have it yourself there, and I, I was thinking, wow, that was a courageous thing, but for him it was easy because he's gone through and done that before. I'm thinking for me, one of my early mentors was a guy by the name of Peter. He was a phenomenal business person. And I had started off, I was an athlete, Jeff. I didn't know anything about building companies the first time I ever did it. And one of the things he did for me was he taught me this idea of systems. And he's a guy who had built up a, a chain of emissions testing stations and had turned it into a company that he could spend 10 hours a month essentially doing very little. And yet the, the business ran well. It funded his lifestyle it provided a lot of value for the community that he operated these, this chain of emissions testing stores before the, the state of Colorado uh, uh, took it public and 
and, and, and took it away from this privatized marketplace that they had. And I looked at the different companies. I mean, nowadays, I think, you know, people read a book scale, <laughs> and they're reading chapters, you know, two on systems, team, and controls. So they're reading eight, nine, ten, eleven. We go through systems in operational or, or sales and marketing systems. And I think, wow, you're just so, you know, straight on about this idea of systems. And where that all came from was, you know, 18, 19 years ago, this guy who started sharing with me the importance and these ideas around not just doing it once, but creating an evergreen system that can be used again and again and again. Uh, oops, sorry about that. Yeah, I completely agree. Again, and let me tell you another. You asked me, uh, there was another mentor story that um, was very helpful to me as well. Uh, that I, I mentioned there were two. There was a gentleman named Roger that one day said, asked me that I was giving a really important presentation to customers. Uh, and one to a potential investor. Uh, but he said, give me the presentation first. And he kept on, he asked me to put the slides that I was giving sort of up on the screen, and he walked up and crossed out a bunch of words. <laughs> and then said, does that say the same thing? I said, well, yeah. And then he crossed out more words. And he said, does it still get the point across? And I said, yes. And he said, you're talking too much. Get to the point. He said, do this exercise where you keep crossing off words, right, over and over again until you're, uh, until we can, uh, until it, the, you hit a point where it doesn't make the point anymore. If you get to the point where you're not saying what you wanted to say anymore, then you could put the words back. But that exercise taught me to be a much more efficient communicator uh, because of his lesson. That's a great, great example of of how someone from the outside can just help us narrow our message down or, or give us feedback that we wouldn't have thought of or we would have been too intimidated to do. I'm thinking of one of my mentors, Stephanie. Um, she's the former chairperson of the National Association of Manufacturers. She was my co-author in an old book that I had done called Build a Business, Not a Job. And, and one of the things that Stephanie did is she challenged me. She said, David, I'm watching you with your team, and you always go to them with the answer. She said, I want you to practice this phrase, and essentially she dictated out, I wrote it on an index card, which was, that's a really interesting challenge that you've identified or an opportunity. I put both in there. What do you think we should do here about that? And then I wrote in there, pause, slash, listen. This is what she dictated to me. Essentially what was happening, Jeff, for me is I, I was so full of all the answers that it wasn't any space for any of my leaders to be leaders in the company. I was micromanaging my leadership team and, of course, undercutting what they could create in terms of value and buy-in and, and the great ideas that they had. And that index card served me well until it became a habit that when someone brings me the challenge or brings me the opportunity that I spotted, my first reaction still might be to jump in with the answer but I now will pause and respond differently of, that's a really interesting opportunity. How do you think we should best seize it? Pause, listen. <laughs> How about for you? What are some other examples of what you've learned from your mentors? Uh, again, like you said, it's uh, mentors teaching us to be better leaders because they're looking in from the outside and we're too deep in the trees uh, to see the forest. So I, I think that was a really good example. The, uh, You know, another one for me as well was the... Uh, was on the hiring and the talent part because I also had a mentor uh, who really, the way he managed people, I watched, right? And the way he managed people was he always gave people that space to make mistakes. And there was a time where I felt like saying, uh, she's going to get that wrong. You can see she's walking, literally walking down the wrong path. 
and she's going to make a mistake. So all my instincts were to run over there and stop her. And he said, let her make this mistake. And I said, why? We already know it's wrong. That makes no sense. And it wasn't anything that was fatal to the business. Otherwise, we clearly wouldn't allow that. But the point is, my instinct said, stop someone when you see what they're doing is wrong anyway. And he said, let her make the mistake. Let her recover from it. And, and let everything, you know, let her move on. Otherwise, if she thinks that, that she has to get everything right and be perfect, she'll never take a chance, right? So if you don't let somebody make a mistake and they don't realize that it's okay and it's not the end of the world, they'll just never try again. So it's an important lesson from a mentor for me that sometimes even when you see that someone's making a mistake, allow it uh, because it's really important to their growth. That must have been really difficult for you. I'm just thinking there. You, you see her heading off a, a small curb, not a cliff, certainly not even a pit, but you see her heading off a curb where she could trip, and that advice to say, hey, I need to give her the freedom to do that, otherwise I'm going to undercut what she's doing. I love the fact that you took that feedback to give her the opportunity to have growth, and sometimes growth requires a little bit of pain. Yeah, it was unnatural for me, uh, but uh, again... You know, what, what my mentor said at that point, he said, do you trust my judgment? And I said, I do. And he said, then try it my way. Just try it. <laughs> now, coming up in the next segment, we're going to talk about how do you get unstuck and take your business to the next level. Whether you're someone who's got a company that's been plateaued with sales for a while, or you have all this opportunity there, but you can't quite scale up fast enough to take advantage of it. How do you get unstuck? That's what's coming up in the next segment. Also want to encourage you to get to scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com and register for all the great tools available there on that site to help you grow your business and get your life back. You're listening to Scale Your Business Radio. I'm your host, David Finkel, along with Jeff Hoffman. I want you to stay tuned because coming back here in just a moment, more Scale Your Business Radio on wsradio.com, the worldwide leader in Internet talk. We'll be right back, so stay tuned. Scale listener, this is David Finkel, co-host with Jeff Hoffman of Scale Your Business. I wanted to let you know that our newest book, Scale, was just released and to encourage you to get your copy. The book will give you seven proven principles to grow your business and get your life back. If you've ever wanted to grow your business but held yourself back from fear that it would take over your life, then we urge you to get your copy of Scale today. It'll give you a proven roadmap for rapidly growing your business while also gaining more personal freedom. Scale will help you work less by getting your business to produce more. Scale is for every entrepreneur who ever wondered if they really own their business or if their business owns them. Get your copy online or at your local bookseller. For more information, visit us online at scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. That's scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. 